I'm Martha Van Brickle, and this is SEO in 2023. Martha, what is your number one SEO tip for 2023? It's all about managing your structured data like a financial portfolio. So we'll dig into sort of how those things are related, but as the world's financial systems are going up and down, we're going to talk about how your structured data world is exactly the same. Okay, well, keen to find out what the similarities are, if there are any differences at all. So why is it necessary to manage it? Why, why is that not a set and forget thing? I think like back in the early days of structured data, so when, you know, like those 2015, 2016, 2017, you know, you sort of did it and it went away and it wasn't super volatile. There wasn't a lot changing, but those times have changed, right? So as we enter 2023, we're seeing that, you know, as content changes, as you're seeing sort of your your team sort of introduce new connections on your website, it's important to manage it and maintain it. And just like your financial portfolio where you're looking like, you know, what elements you have, so which types of rich results sort of make up your structured data portfolio, we also want to measure what's performing. And so exactly the same as like, you know, do you have diversity so that if FAQs change with an algorithm update, you have something else in place that you're either experimenting with or that you're testing that really is that diversity to ensure performance. So sorry, what would be an example of diversity in that particular example? So if you've got, if you had uh, structured data and FEQs and that was doing quite well, then it stopped performing. I mean, first of all, why might it stop performing? And then secondly, what, what, what might you have in its place? Sure. So when we talk about diversity, we want to see like different types of rich results. So if you have FAQ, we want to also see how-to and product and articles and video. And so when you really, you know, if you go to search appearance in your Google Search Console and you look at all the different things that you have, we want to make sure you don't just have one or two. And what I mean by it stops performing, it's really not so much stops performing, but we're seeing that the SERP is changing. So one key thing that happened in 2022 that was different from 2021 is we really saw Google start to change the SERP and see structured data, you know, I'll say evolve. And not that they all went down and stopped performing. In June, we saw like FEQs come down, but then they came back at the end of the month. Uh, We saw the SERP change with regards to video rich results where they pretty much only gave YouTube video rich results and everything else under video went under the video tab. Again, Google serving themselves, again, changing the SERP and how they were using structured data. Uh, We also saw really big changes in recipe. This time where recipe markup actually start performing really, really well out of the blue, thousand percent increase sort of across the board. So since about June, we're seeing a lot of changes, just like we're seeing the changes in like algorithm, core content updates, et cetera. Uh, Google's investing and changing things around structured data. So more importantly, why in 2023, you need to be managing it. You need to actually have a plan and you need to be proactive about having that diversity. So you've come up with five key ways that you manage your structured data in a similar way to the way that you manage a financial portfolio. So starting off with number one, manage like a portfolio. Yeah. So this is just like, have a look at what you're getting today, right? So what is your plan? What do you actually have in play? And and also ask the question of like, do you have a process about maintaining this? And, you know, like I shared earlier, you know, in our conversation around like, we're in the mainstream, right? This is just like everything else that you have to do on a regular basis. You know, so it's whether it's checking your financial portfolio, putting money aside every month to kind of grow it. I want you to just like you're doing keywords, just like you're looking at your page performance, just like you're looking at your vitals on a monthly basis, also be checking how your your schema markup is performing. So that's one, and that you have diversity. 
which then leads me to my second tip, which is like start experimenting and seeing what you need to add in order to increase that diversity. Okay. And you also mentioned as part of your second tip, um, volatility in 2022. So what do you mean by that? So when we see the changes that Google made in 2022, so with regards to, I said, like FAQ changing and with regards to recipes and video and that SERP changing, it meant that, you know, like where you might be getting a lot of clicks from, let's say, FAQs that are nested on your, let's say, physicians, or let's say you're doing FAQs nested on something else or how-tos in your blog. What we want to do is actually say, you know, as those change, I then have a plan. I'm actually already working on what that next piece Pieces. And if you're in a large enterprise, you're perhaps not as agile as a small organization. And so it does take that planning, right? You need to be thinking about what those experiments are in order to be ready for that volatility, for those changes that Google is going to make. And they're going to happen, right? Things are going to go up and down. Welcome to the world of SEO, right? That's why we all have so much fun here. But, you know, being ready is important. I guess there's many reasons why those changes may happen. Google might change its algorithms. You might have another website that comes along that Google prefers for a particular FEQ section. Your developer might muck something up in your website. There could be many reasons uh, but behind that. Are, are there any other reasons that I haven't thought of? Yeah, I love that. Like we see content changes is a big one where like all of a sudden, yeah, the IT team like changes something, mucks something up on the site or, or sort of changes something without people knowing. We also see just, you know, the, the helpful content of days is what is of service, right, to your customers. So really thinking about, you know, what is the content and what is sort of the, the, the things of service. Last year in 2022, I talked about specificity, right? So it really comes back down to, you know, do you have FAQs or content that's being really specific, that's being of service? You know, did something change in the performance of your website on Core Web Vitals that's impacting broader things? Um, or was it just sort of a broader change? Again, you know, a competitor coming up or, or sort of Google changing how they're proposing things. So is it not possible to prevent um, these fluctuations happening? Do you just always have to have something else in, 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 pla in plans? Well, I think, you know, you get, so maintenance and monitoring, right? Like, so like, make sure you're managing your, your schema markup. Like that's sort of that first key point is, and that's everything, right? That's not just like the performance and outcomes, but, you know, is it still accurate? Are you getting more errors and warnings? You know, is it still covering the pages that you expect it to? You know, that's what at Schema App, like we're great at. That's what we do for our customers. But everyone needs to be in that mindset that this is an ongoing, repeatable process. The second piece is, again, you should always be producing new content, right? So this isn't something that, you know, just like the schema markup portfolio has to be managed, it means also you're reaching out to those other teams and saying, you know, what are we coming next in our blog? Are they adopting the best practices? Are we thinking about rich results as we're producing new content instead of it being afterthought? And, and this is sort of where, you know, I really see schema markup as a team sport, something that you know, like if the SEO team's doing their job well, they're educating and pulling in content to help them. They're making sure IT understands, you know, what happens when they change, like all the AEM modules for example, and like reorder them for fun, right? Not helpful, right? So it's about understanding how those change and what that dynamic is and, and sort of working cross-functionally. Okay, I think you've covered your points three and four there as well, because your point three was try new investments. And that's basically talking about new content, perhaps blogging opportunities. And point four, SEO is a team sport, kind of working with other people and getting it. other people in the organization working. Okay, uh, I can do this yeah. presentation for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, and, and the I think the, the, the fun part around it being um, sort of diversifying and, and testing different things. And, and I want to talk about the blog, because in most organizations, small or very large, 
large. The blog is often a place where you can test out different things, different formats of content with, you know, I'll say like little planning, right? So if let's say you're seeing changes, you're like, we really want to try out how-to content and see if that's sort of appropriate for our audience. You know, you can write up a brief to the content team. They're producing content ideally weekly, if not monthly. So, you know, within 30 days, you can actually start testing that out and trying it out. So I do like the blog as an area that you can try out different types of rich results and be able to then measure how that page is performing. Um, And then it plays to my point four, which is the team support, right? So you're starting building that relationship, making sure that they understand that they can have an impact on performance by sort of thinking ahead and working cross-functionally. So that's why, you know, three and four are important. Test, measure, and then third, four, number, like involve your team, right? This isn't just like a heads down, I'm the SEO. This is a how within the organization do we work together to get those outcomes that we're trying to get for the organization. I think most SEOs think of incorporating schema on About Us pages, on products that they happen to sell, e-commerce stores, and also maybe listing of of, of different people, photographs or, or items like that. But perhaps when it comes to blog posts, I don't think schema is always top of mind. Uh, so, so what's some typical schemas that people can incorporate on blog posts? Sure. And and blog postings like typically are like an article or they can be sort of a news article or they can be a blog posting. Those are types of sort of kind of I'll say blogs or articles, sort of more specific types. The reason I'm saying like try different things within a blog is that there's a lot of flexibility around content. So where, you know, getting copy updated for your product might take lots of teams and lots of cross-functional buy-in in order to do that. Getting sort of restructuring the type of content in a blog. So you're writing a, a blog on, you know, a specific specific audience that you have on a specific topic, you know, put it as an FAQ instead, right? Put it as questions and answers. It's still the same type of content. And then instead of it can be an article that is the subject of an FAQ, or you can just do it as an FAQ page, but it allows you to test more sort of within sort of a a more free flow area, um, which is sort of why I sort of highlight there. The other piece that blogs do is they have authors. And why are authors important is a lot of the changes that we're seeing in sort of this latter half of 2022 have a huge tie into EAT. So expertise, authority, and trust. And a lot of the expertise, authority, and trust come about when you talk about the author. And so when you think about, you know, who's writing this, where do you have an opportunity to call out an expert? You know, you can do that in sort of like your articles, your blogs, your news pieces, and then use structured data to really elaborate on who that author is. Why are they an expert? You know, what authority do they have talking about this specific topic? Uh, so whether that be talking about sort of their education, um, sort of how they're tied to an organization, or sort of what they're a member of with regards to sort of affiliations, that's a great way to kind of tie in that EAT sort of through that. So EAT is another theme I'm seeing sort of across a lot of the Google updates. It's sort of not called out specifically, but, you know, the helpful content update, you know, it has EAT written all over it. Um, So that would be sort of why I see blog as as sort of a, a fun place to experiment and test things. And sticking with your financial portfolio analogy, your blockchain of schema is machine learning. Yeah. So, you know, when we think about like, what's the out there thing, right? Um, you know, I, I, I sort of think about two things. So both semantics as well as as machine learning. But machine learning is one of these other, I'll say like themes that I'm seeing sort of across some of the announcements, some of the updates that I'm seeing from Google. And, you know, for example, in the podcast that came out in about June of 2022, where um, Ryan Levering was talking about, you know, structured data, what it, what's it all about? And he talks about how, you know, structured data was really built in order 
to sort of be sort of a baseline to help machine learning with regards to understanding um, and how it's evolved there. And they're still using it sort of to check in on things. And then I was reading and listening to um, Alan Kent, who is also from Google around the product update. And he was talking specifically about how around product reviews and content, you know, that machine learning is looking for trends, it's looking for patterns. And so if you put those kind of things together, like the structured data is helping them understand trends and patterns in order to then determine if it's helpful. You know, we're seeing this across the board in sort of different areas. And so, you know, structured data is helping Google, you know, learn with their machine learning, also a reason to invest in it and and sort of manage it as part of that financial portfolio for your organization. So you've shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. Now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? Something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2023. I think it's, you know, don't keep your head in the sand and just like get stuff done on your own. I really, really see that, you know, more and more, especially in the large enterprise, SEO needs to be a team sport. There's so much that we know as SEOs that can help other teams have a bigger impact on the financial outcomes of the company. Oh, there we go. Tied it back into the theme, you know, that we have to be sort of educating, sharing those best practices um, and getting them to share in both the doing and in the win. So don't keep your head down. Don't just think of SEO team. Think of that broader team that you can impact. Martha Van Burko is CEO at Schema App and you can find her over at schemaapp.com. Martha, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thanks so much for having me. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com. <laughs>